Hello, and welcome to episode 25 of the What If South is Up podcast, where we talk about the ups and downs of creating worlds from scratch and all the misadventures we experience along the way. In a nutshell, how to wing it like an author. My name is Derek Hall. I am the author and creator of the Crimson Prophecy series, of which four books are available on Amazon. And as of the release of this episode, top secret project number one is out in the world. Yay! But it's not under my name, and I'm not telling you what name it is under. Oh, you yet. Evilish guy. Go hunting, my pretties. No, no, no. I am here with my ever lovely co host, Christina Extina LaFay. Hello, everybody out there in the, uh, I don't know, the universe. How are you? Um, as he mentioned, I'm Christina in the middle of writing my first world, a parallel Earth where colonization never happened in the Americas. And actually, I'm building the world and rewriting my first novel uh, with the working title of Cogs and Claws. So, Mr. Derek, what are you drinking today? Beer. Beer. It is neither free beer nor cheap beer, but it is, however, local-ish beer. Um, it's the dregs of a growler from the local taproom of a Irish red ale that I have forgotten the name of. Oh. It's a little flat, but it still tastes good, so I'm not going to argue. I, 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 I wouldn't argue either. What do you have? Well, nothing too fancy. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit of whipped vodka with a cherry vanilla soda. How Perfect. We're so exciting tonight. I know. So, Extina, what have you been reading or watching since our last episode? I've actually been helping a friend um, with their UI for a... Um, or I should just say testing and telling them where this sucks um, for a software that he's building for plotting books. Can't tell you any more than that, but it's been real interesting. He's definitely a programmer and I'm definitely a UI designer. So trying to get him to understand when things don't flow well, it's been interesting. Um, Been doing a couple of other beta reads and as for watching... Um, Ahsoka, of course. It's so good, isn't it? Oh my gosh, it's just, it's just beautiful. It's so good. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. We the man that one episode with the thing and the thing and the guy in the place, man, and the and the, mm-hmm. and, the, and, the and the shiny thing with the thing and the and the, mm-hmm. and, the and the little people that do the thingies, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All those things, so good. Yeah. So good. Dave Filoni for the win yet again. Yet again. Yet again. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> um, so, Derek, what have you been reading or watching? Well, um, as seems to be the state of things for the last, I don't know, eight months now, I am still reading Will White's Cradle series. Good for you um, for sticking to it. Also arc reading. It's so good. I can't yeah. put it down. I can't. I have tried. I finish a book and I'm like, I'm going to take a break. Yet, yeah, nope. Mm-mm. read like two pages of something else I'm just like ah screw it I'm going back to Cradle um, especially now because I'm getting into the end game and everything's getting tense well but um, I, I you know I talked to my doctor about treating my narcolepsy specifically um, with the with the number one goal being dude I just want to finish a book I just want to stop right. DNFing can, he doesn't know what that meant, but of course, but I'm just like, I just uh, want to be able to sit down and read for more than 12 minutes without falling asleep. Can can we, yes. can we work on this, please? So I hope that I'll be able to start a book series real soon 
and get just as excited about that series as you are about the Cradle series. Fair enough. Cradle is so good. It is by no means a literary masterpiece, but Will White has a way of telling a simple story extremely well. That's cool. So I can relate and aspire and all of those things. And yeah, I'm loving it. But I've also been arc reading for the Ink Fort Derby. Because, um, like I said, all of those just published a few days before this episode dropped. So they're out there. There are lists on the interwebs. Go find them. Uh-huh. See if you can guess which one is mine. Uh-huh. But <clears throat> I also went to see Oppenheimer over the weekend. So how was it? I absolutely loved it. Oh, good. It's fan-freaking-tastic. They did an absolutely amazing job with that movie. If it doesn't win at least a couple of Oscars, then the Oscars are rigged, but we all know they're rigged. Yeah, whenever, yeah. 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 So, um, fantastic movie. You love everybody you're supposed to love. You hate everybody you're supposed to hate. And this cinematic side of it which is what really had me interested more than the actual story because there's not a drop of CG in the whole movie no interesting everything is practical effects and as a photographer and videographer and creative person I love stuff like that so how how are you going to uh, you know show me the surface of the sun without CG (sighs) but they did it and it's, it's amazing anyways that was awesome also watched the uh, animated Netflix movie, Nimona, huh. and that was fantastic as well. I don't know if that came across my feed yet. I would look it up. It's a really good one. Okay. Yeah, that's a good All one. Right. Oh, and Ahsoka is amazing. Oh, it's so pretty, too. It is. It did such a good job. Yeah, it's so pretty. Um, the casting, I say, is 85% on the nose. Perfect. There's a few casting, you know, there's a few actors that I just don't think fit very well, but I don't want to give anything away. There's a couple that I took a little bit of issue uh-huh. with, but generally speaking, I think they did a fantastic job. Well, I mean, yeah, 85%, like I said. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, this last episode has one of my biggest gripes, but overall... I think they did a pretty good job. We'll talk about that when we go off air, because I'm interested to hear what you say. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, what world problems have you solved or encountered in your own work since the last episode? I'm taking a break from writing right now for personal reasons. So all I've really done is finalize the edits for Super Top Secret Project number one in preparation for publication, which by the time this episode drops, as I mentioned, it is published. Just not under my name, so happy hunting. You know, I... What about you? Well, I just want to say that I think it's important for everyone aspiring to be a published author, everyone out there writing, is being a writer doesn't mean you have to write every single day. And for the people that tell you that you can't be a writer unless you write every single day, that is a privileged and ableist perspective. It absolutely. I mean, some days are better. Some weeks are better for doing other things than just sitting down and writing. And as long as you, you know, I think as 
as long as you're producing work in a timely fashion that you feel is timely, who gives a f of anyone else thinks it's timely? It's yeah, you know we. It, it, but you are a writer. You are an author. You're doing great. You're doing things. You're thinking things through, and you are making progress. So kudos to you, my dude. Yeah, <laughs> I do what I can. the The wheels don't stop turning, but the motivation to actually write it all down isn't quite there. Yep. So. I'm building a world in my head. Yeah. At this point. And you know what? That is writer's work is that when we're, you know, we are working through problems constantly and it doesn't always require ink to paper, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or fingers to keyboard. Right. So the metaphor still stands. Yes. The metaphor does still stand. Yes. Okay. So what, what have I been working on lately is how to quote unquote air quotes again, realistically throw in a real live thunderbird into my climax so there you go oh boy oh boy how do i realistically invent magic yeah exactly this is what our whole world's about (laughs) (laughs) i think it's less how to do it realistically and how to make it feel believable yeah it has to fit so i tend to start you know when i'm when i'm looking at a whole story I, i i like to write my I like to know where my what my ending is doing so that I can kind of go to that right to that point. Well, mm-hmm. I realized that I want to include Thunderbird in my story kind of late in my in my game, in my, you know, world building plot writing. Yeah, for sure. And now I need to figure out how to get it in there seamlessly so it doesn't seem like I threw it in at the last minute, which I've totally have. So that's what I've been working on. All right. Well, there you well, go. There you go. That's how we do it, folks. I'm I am a total yep. plotter, but with lots of pantsing stuff peppered in. How to wing it like an author? Isn't that the name of the That's game? That's the name of the game. All right. Well, each week we like to share one sentence from our current works in progress, a single sentence with no context. Then we let you folks know if we're planning on keeping it or if we had to watch our darling die. Christina, are you ready for Darling's Dead or Alive? Absolutely. All right, what do you got? The reflection in the mirror was not reversed. It was more like seeing a negative print, but everything that was light in his face turned to a cold grim in the mirror. Ooh, ominous. Ominous. <laughs> Just in time for spooky season. There you go. Oh, and you, what is, what, what's your darling? I prefer woods and wilds to walls and paperwork. Who doesn't? Right? Are you keeping your darling? I don't know. It's very first draft, just like most of mine. Huh. It will probably stay. It might get modified. It might go. It might get moved around. Who knows? We'll find out when we get to editing. Mine is staying, but I'll probably massage it a little bit. But this is this is a moment, so I need to keep it. Fair enough. However I word it. Those moments are important. Yeah, however I word it, this moment needs to stay. Yeah. Okay. Now on to the point of our show and our favorite game. Each week we roll a d20, which helps us randomly choose from our perpetual list of 20 scenarios. And then we talk about how that specific made-up scenario thing would affect our ad hoc world. And Mr. Derek got for my birthday, he sent me some beautiful dye, and guess what? I didn't bring them downstairs, so you have to roll. What? You still have to roll this week? (laughs) I'm so sorry. I did it. Thing and you and I did its thing. I, didn't I'm even blaming follow my through. narcolepsy, man. What? I'm sorry. I remembered an hour ago, and I forgot 59 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I 
59 minutes and 58 seconds ago, you mean. Believe me, I have those ideas or those days. I, I completely get it. <laughs> I had one of those the other day. I was out doing something with my brother and needed to do basic math and did it like five times and it still came out wrong. So I, I feel it. Uh, I hope you have your dice a bit more. I do. Okay, good. <laughs> so we have rolled... A six. What if suddenly the whole world couldn't speak? And I want to give this credit to an episode of the classic Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's an episode called Silence. Yes. All right. See, I hear silence in relation to science fiction fantasy, and I immediately go straight to Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. Let's, yeah. That's another scary one. Anyways. <laughs> You're just like, yeah, let's not. So what if suddenly uh, the whole world could not... How would that affect your world? <laughs> I mean, let's put it in... Wait, are you asking I me? I am asking you, but let's put it in context of this world, IRL, okay? Mm -hmm. If suddenly nobody could talk, what would happen to the world? What would happen to economy? It would it'd fall apart. Mm -hmm. I mean... Phones are based on speaking, right? Mm -hmm. Voice to text is based on speaking. I mean, if I went to work tomorrow and my boss could not talk to me, it would be so frustrating. And nobody, none of our customers could, could actually talk to us all over the phone. You mean they, the phone would be yep. useless. Luckily, we have email and texting these days, so it's a better situation mm -hmm. than it was 100 years ago. Commerce would fall apart. Okay, but now let's talk about your your world or my world specifically. I think my world might fare fairly well because the common language throughout the different nations, uh, at least continental nations, is actually a sign language. Oh, really? Yeah. Another little tidbit I didn't know. That's cool. And that's because... Yeah, I think that would be fine. But if that's the common language that everyone uses to quote-unquote speak, does that quit working too? Or is it merely vocal Well, I would have to say, ability. when we say speaking, I'd have to say vocal because I don't know how, unless everyone's hands suddenly fell off too, you know, there's no way to make this not let... Unless it was a Tower of Babel kind of thing and nobody understood each other anymore. yeah. Not gonna lie, I've played with that concept for a like a short story or something mm -hmm. before. But um, I mean, could Anar do yeah. a, a, a spell to make fix it? Maybe, maybe that's how the whole story is her fixing this one flaw that was put forth. I don't know if she could. I mean, writing the story, if you wanted to end a certain way, you can make it end a certain way. But I don't know that that would be practical necessarily. Um, I know that there is definitely magic where you can Darth Vader somebody and make it to where they can't talk specifically. But as far as the whole world all at once, yeah, that would be kind of crazy. Well, you, you would need to worry about the whole world because people can't communicate across your world anyways. For I mean, they can. But not directly. Not, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what if in my world, suddenly everyone's trying to solve this one problem 
But nobody can talk to each other. But nobody other. can talk to each other. Uh, written language of some variety, I'm assuming. Well, it has to be, right? I do have something I call you know? CROWS, which is actually an acronym. And they're little, they're machines that fly from place to place that bring messenger stones to other people. But the messenger stone mm-hmm. I designed to include voice. It's just like a little voice recorder. So... Yeah. The messenger stones wouldn't work anymore. Really slow voicemail. <laughs> yes, it is. It's, it really is. But um, so. Then just drop it back uh, a couple of centuries and tie a message to their leg. Yeah, exactly. So it'd have to be written. Like Game of Thrones style. It had to be written. Yeah. Yeah. You would fall back on written communication or, as you mentioned, some form of sign language. Um, but if that form of sign language isn't established and well understood, then good freaking log i think it would have a huge impact on my world i mean it would have my world is 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 is, you know steampunkish level so we're talking you know like eight i don't really have a year but you know like Mm -hmm. 18th industrial revolution yeah industrial revolution-ish kind of thing um 1880s 1890s somewhere in there victorian Mm -hmm. but it would so it would impact a lot of things. It would impact industry is huge. It would impact education. It would impact all the things that were designed for it. And then it, it comes down to, is this a temporary problem that can be solved or is this a, a new it, long-term existing problem? And how do we change society uh, f- to fit this problem? Yeah, that's a thing too, because if you have something long-term, you have to adjust to it. In all the ways. So... Yeah, yeah, so many so many adjustments. Um my world is much more medieval than yours as we've said before on the show. But communication is it's not impossible, but it's difficult over long distance. So there are magical ways to do it, but not everybody has access to that. And there are mundane ways to do it but they take forever. Uh-huh. So if you're getting a message from the other side of the continent on paper, it's traveling with a messenger and, well, you can only travel so far but on it, foot or horseback or whatever. Isn't your world always on the brink of some kind of world war or annihilation war of some sort? Spoilers. Well, the first one, I guess. That's not really... No, it's not a spoiler for the first book. I wouldn't call it the brink of war. It's more of an inadvertent genocide. Right. So how would... All right, let's just go to the... Let's just use the first book because it's not a spoiler uh-huh. for that book. You you mention it like <laughs> chapter three or four, so it's not a spoiler. Uh, um, how would that... If suddenly nobody could communicate with each other, would it get to war? I don't know. That's interesting. Or Well, the... The slowness and lack of communication is what made that whole campaign work. Well, the slowest... Because nobody knew it was coming. Well, slowness and miscommunication is going to happen on both sides, okay? Yeah. Equally. But you also have one side that has a higher level of magic than the other. Also, perhaps one side caused it. Which aids the communication. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, isn't that how all wars are? Somebody did something to piss somebody off, and now we're pissed about <laughs> tell me can you can you can you shorten that even further no skid it never mind no pretty <laughs> yep that's it in a, in a in a nutshell well that was fun if you're a world builder <laughs> if you're a 
Burl Wilder. <laughs> yeah. If you're a burly builder, um, if you're a world builder, newbie or not, and would like to be on our show, we would love to have you. That includes D&D, tabletop RPG game masters, writers, authors, game developers, bloggers, anything that involves creating worlds. Um, you can let us know by going to our website, whatifsouthisup.com, and leaving us a message, or you can reach us through our Facebook page. We're also interested in more what-if questions to add to our list. If, you, if your world has something interesting about it and you'd like to pose it to us, and see how it plays out in our world, we'd love to hear from you. So, Derek, how can folks find you on the interwebs? Uh, my website is DerekHallAuthor.com, but you can find me as DHallAuthor on the Clock app and just about anywhere else. My website is UniquelyXtina.com, and I can be found on just about all the socials as UniquelyXtina. All right, I think that wraps it up. Short and sweet today. That's a wrap, folks. That's a wrap. Short and wrap sweet. Wrap it up. Wrap, wrap, wrap. Alrighty. I think we're done. I think so. Hello, and welcome Stop. to episode Stop. 25. Stop. <laughs> Do you have dry, watery eyes? <laughs> Itchy eyes, that's what it was. Frickin' Ben Stein Visine commercials I back remember. in the day. Yeah. Do you have dry, itchy eyes? Alright.